God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. People of God, welcome again to CBT Change by Truth. I'm your host, Minister DK, and I'm excited to be here with you, to share with you something to brighten up your day. Hey, this episode here is strictly and uh, pointly for the brothers. It's something that God allowed me to experience, and so I just want to share this with all the brothers out there. I want you to take a minute and let God bless your life. Can I ask you a question? What is the reason for all the pain in your life? Let me ask it one more time. What is the reason for the pain, the disappointment, the hurt, the sorrow, the darkness in your life? Many of us as brothers don't realize that God has a unique way of using us when we don't even realize we're being used. And so I've come to tell you today in this episode that everything that you've been through, that you turn your head from, that you try not to think about, that you overlook or you've been criticized for, God has a reason for it. And the reason is going to blow your mind. He's really going to usher you now into the reason why you survived what you went through and why you're still here. So grab your faith, open your ears and your heart. God's got a message and a blessing for you. It's going to change your life. We'll be right back. God bless you. Well, welcome back to CBT Change by Truth. I'm your host, Minister DK. And I am excited this afternoon to be here with you to share with the brothers, the men, something that I believe that you will be thankful for in truth and in reality. Um, I want to pray before I open my mouth and say anything else, because I know that the enemy is going to uh, not like what we're getting ready to talk about. But brothers, I want you to listen to this so you can understand what you're now having trouble with. Father, we thank you and we bless you tonight for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you, God, first and foremost, for the blood that you shed for each and every one of us. We thank you, God, that you are who you are and you allow us to be who we are. And God, teach us that as we are true to who we are, it ushers us into the greatness of who you are. When we decide to omit or to disregard or to look over the truth concerning ourselves as men, we fail to come into the power that you have and that you have given us through your death. I pray for every man listening to this situation and to this uh, podcast, God. I pray that the devil, we rebuke him on every hand, that he will not have his hands in this word, that every brother that's listening to this, God shall come into a greater understanding of simplicity, truth, the gospel, and power. And we give you glory for it right now in the name that is higher than any other name in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, brothers, sit back and bless yourself. And we're just going to talk for a minute here because this is something that really just it baffled me. Um, I was working outside um, doing some work and um, I was painting something that I have in my yard. And as I was painting, I was using some uh, Thompson water stains paint and uh, sealer, stain sealer. 
And um, I was having a wonderful time doing what I was doing, you know, working. And when I got finished working, um, I went in my house and um, to my surprise, I had stain all over my arms and um, didn't look too good. You know what I'm saying? It didn't look too good. And so I was in the kitchen and I was trying to um, get the stain that had been on me for about three hours outside in the sun. And uh, I was scrubbing my arms and I was trying to get the stain off and I was using all types of solvents and liquids and dish detergents and mineral oil. I was using a lot of things trying to remove the stain off my body. And um, I got some of it off, but a lot of it did not go anywhere. And I was kind of troubled and um, I scrubbed and I scrubbed and I scrubbed and it still remained. Um on my body. And so um, I thought about when I was younger, 17 and 18, and how I used to clean the white walls on my mother and father's car. So I went outside and I took a, um, a rag with me and um, I got down on my knees and I dug a hole in the ground and I got some dirt off of out of the ground. Um, and I took the dirt and I began to scrub my arms where the stain was and I didn't scrub hard, but I scrubbed enough where I knew it would have good contact with the stain. And to my surprise, and I really wasn't surprised because this was something I had forgot, but the stain came off my arms and I took the water hose and I rinsed my arms and my arms were like they were supposed to be. I say all that to say this to you brothers that um, it is amazing of what we hold in our heart and in our life that we don't understand as men, um, special as men of God. Um, there are a lot of things that we have been stained with in life, um, heartache, pain, sin, all types of things that we have done um, willfully, knowingly, unknowingly, mostly knowingly. Um, when we deal with a man in terms of who he is, um, it takes a man a lot to come to grips now with who he is and who he's supposed to be. I remember when I was talking to a friend of mine and I was telling him he was struggling with who he was and who God called him to be. And he had gotten himself into a whole lot of different things in a matter of a year. And I told him, I remember, I said, you know, Bruh, a lot of times when men don't know who they are and they're trying to become what they think they're supposed to be, in order for a man to find out who he is and find out where he fits in life and what he's supposed to be doing, he puts his hands in a lot of different areas in life. Some legal, some unlegal, some make sense, some profitable, some unprofitable. But the more he puts his hands in things, it's not that he's trying to be sporadic or rambunctious. He's putting his hand in a lot of places in life because he's trying to find out who he is. The problem with that is that once he finds out what he's supposed to be and he focuses on what he's supposed to do, his hands are so contaminated from everywhere he's been until he's got stains on his life because he's been involved and he's been imputed in so many things that he was never supposed to be in. 
after I told him that, I said, but you would be surprised at how dirty God has to get his hands to get a man clean. And that's what I want to talk with you brothers about today. The pain of your stain. The pain, the reality, what it feels like, the hurt, the remembrance of your stain, staining meaning what you've been involved with, what you have failed at, what you have done illegally, what you have done sinfully. And I'm talking about tonight everything that we don't like to talk about because men have a tendency to hold their pride in their life and hold their shoulders up as though we have arrived. And the reality of it is Jesus didn't die because you arrived. Jesus died so that you would arrive at the place that he destined you to be in. So I, I want to bring this to you in clear form. And I want to read to you uh, a scripture, very short scripture, Genesis 2 and 7. Um, and it says that the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breath into his nostrils, the breath of life, and man became a living being. One more time, Genesis 2 and 7. And the Lord formed man from the dust, dirt of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. We have to understand this, guys. <clears throat> I don't care how old you are. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've got going on in life. The truth of it is, is that you're worth what you are worth in truth because of what Christ died for concerning you. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what kind of car you drive. I don't care where you live, what you live in, what you wear, what you walk in. I don't care what your bank account look like. I don't care how much you work out. I don't care what you stay in the gym. All of that is irrelevant. It is irrelevant. Those are the things that build the pride and the ego of a man. It causes him to think more highly and more valuable than what he really is. Because any time that you can feel good about anything that you can do to yourself, God is not involved in that. Never has he been, never will he be. The Bible says that he created man in his likeness and after his character. And that's not talking about your physicality. It's talking about your spirit. You know, this is amazing to me because I was I was I was concerned that I couldn't get this this stain off of my skin. I was I was concerned greatly. But I had to go outside. Listen to me, brothers. I had to go outside and get some dirt and I put a little water in it. And I began to rub it on my skin and my arms. And the dirt, the natural thing that came from the earth, that was free, that was in a low position, that was grimy and gritty. The thing that offends people when you throw dirt on them, that thing took away and removed now the stain that was on my arms. What are you trying to say, brother? What I'm trying to say to you is this. When I connected my issue to the thing that I was taken from as a man and God formed man from the dust of the ground, when I took dirt and applied it to my stain that was on my body, 
the thing that was grimy and gritty, the thing that was of low position, the thing that was offensive, the thing that everybody walks on, the thing that, that nobody thinks nothing to do with, nobody thinks nothing of. I took that and it had the natural ability, listen to me, to minister to what was messed up on my arms, to remove what was stained and thought it would never be removed from my arms. It had the ability to clean what tried to not go away. I'm telling you this. I asked you the question in the beginning, uh, what is the reason for your pain in your life? Man in his natural form from God, from the dust of the ground, has the natural ability to minister, to clean, to resolve things, to solve problems, to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring joy and peace, cleanliness, unionship. We have the ability to restore what has been messed up in this life and our natural ability to be connected to what we was bound by to what we were hmm, messed up with. You know, it's ability and I, I, it's amazing. I always say this, that the deliverance of a crackhead is not the same deliverance as a, a, a man who is a whore. A, a man who is a whore, his deliverance is not the same uh, to a man who is a homosexual. A homosexual. A homosexual's deliverance is not the same with a person who has a lying spirit. And a person who has a lying spirit, his deliverance is not the same as someone who who just um, has an addiction to drugs or some type of substance. Listen to me. All of the deliverance come through God, but they are ministered and they are administrated in different ways because of the nature now of the stain. Glory to God. So there's, there's no reason, there's no reason for any man to feel alarmed or ashamed in his life when it comes down now to where he's been. This is the very, this is the trick and the illusion and the deceit of the devil to make a man feel ashamed of the dirt in his life to make a man feel unworthy for the grind in his life, to make a man feel low um, because he was made outside uh, from the low uh, posture of the earth. Oh my God. If you take away a man's ability to be honest with himself about his past, you take away his honor and his faith to accept what God has in his future. Many men have questions and many men struggle now with their purpose in life. But let me tell you something. God did not make a mistake. The Bible says that he formed man from the dust of the ground. And since God knows the end of a thing from the beginning, don't you understand that you have in your natural ability from the outside ex uh, extremities of what you're created of, to bring healing now to every type of situation in the earth. It was just 
my willingness, listen to me, to take dirt and put it on my body and become one with it. It when when I when I yielded to that, listen to me. Before I got the dirt out of the ground, that was the easiest thing to do was to dig a hole and get a handful of soil dirt out of the ground. That was easy. Here was the hardest thing to do. The hardest thing to do was to tell myself that I'm already dirty. <laughs> See, this is the thing, brothers. If you can't confess that you're dirty, you'll never get clean. Oh, sure. I tried the dish detergent. I tried four different things to get that stain off of me. And some of them looked like they were working, but they just faded the stain. And some of them kind of hit the surface of the stains and kind of lightened the stains. But a lot of them really never got it off. And I was scrubbing with all my might because the solvents that I was using felt good to the skin because they were smooth, like putting lotion on your arm. But when I went outside and got that dirt, that abrasive, complex compound element of the earth and scrubbed it on my arms, it took away what was not supposed to be there. How long do we as brothers continue to work jobs and to make ourselves feel good and look good and, and, and do all types of things because we don't want to confess or admit that we're dirty. Mm, we don't want to admit. That's why a lot of brothers don't have time now uh, uh, to go and to go into uh, a situation where they can really be honest with God about who they are. And every man have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That doesn't surprise God. What surprises the Lord is that we've sinned and come short of his glory, but can't confess it and be honest with ourselves about the fact that we're dirty. The stains in your life, brothers, what you've been through, uh, all of these things that, that you hide in the back of your mind, that you go to sleep with knowing that you have done these things and you, 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 you suffer with these things and you know your life is not adding up to be what it is. All of these things that you deal with, this ministry, <laughs> I know a lot of you probably thinking, well, I, God didn't call me as a minister or to minister or to be in ministry. But the truth of it is your life is ministry. Jesus one time found a blind man who was blind from birth. He could not see. And Jesus didn't lay hands on his eyes and and and, and anoint him with oil. Because Jesus understood what it was to be in a position where you have no vision where you cannot look through your own life and recognize life, where you cannot uh, look and take your own eyes and, and find your own way in life and direct yourself. This man was blind from birth. Jesus didn't put hands on his eyes and pray and rebuke the devil. No, the Lord, he nailed down on the ground and he took some dirt and some spittle, some spit from his mouth and he made a mud, he made a solvent, he made some dirt that was moist with his word. 
and he put it on the man's eye. Glory to Jesus. Listen to me. He put this dirt in the place that the man was failing in, that he was defective in, that he was, uh, God, non-operable in. He put the dirt in a place, oh God, where the man, oh God, kept coming up short in his life. Because to have no vision means you will struggle in your life trying to only do one thing and that's find your way. And a lot of brothers out there, watch this. You have two eyes and still can't find your way. There was a quote that once said, there's only one thing worse than being born and having eyes. And that's being born, having eyes and you still can't see. The reality of it is that God now replenished, restored and renewed this man's eyes through the word of God, which was his spittle out of his mouth and dirt. Sometimes in order for you to find out what it is that's wrong with your life, you have to have the ability to look through the word of God and see the dirt that's been operating in your own life. And I promise you this, that once you see where it is that God is trying to get you to recognize the things you failed at, the things you suffered at, all the pain, all the disappointment, all the sin, all of these things that's been going on in your life that's caused you to walk in different places and miss different things in your life. All of these things that you have been failing at to recognize, to understand, to have vision in your life. Once you confess them, God will open your natural and your, I mean, your spiritual eyes. And that's when you will be able to see your ministry. Your ministry is nothing more than the dirt that he formed you out of. Your ministry is nothing more. If you dealt with drugs, you have an ability to clean drugs. If you dealt with homosexuality, you have the ability to minister or to correct homosexuality. If you dealt with addiction, you have the ability to correct or minister to addiction. If you did whatever you dealt with, Wherever your hands were put, trying to find out who you are, whatever experiences the devil tried to kill and damage you with, but you're still here. Whatever that was, you have the ability to be able to minister at that level. But watch this. You have to be willing to become one with that same dirt that used to have you and make you dirty. Because as a man of God, clean by the power of Jesus Christ, I don't care how many times you put your hands back in your past, it does not make you dirty again. It makes you useful and powerful to the kingdom of God. Glory to Jesus. So what is the reason for the pain in your life? The reason for the pain in your life? It's for you to open your eyes and look through the dirt of your past and let God form new life in somebody who's not believing God. Let God form through your dirty eyes, new life in somebody who don't believe they have no value. 
Let God look through your dirty eyes and you look through your dirty eyes and let God form new life in someone who's given up on life. Because until you're willing now to look through the dirt of your past, you cannot see the productivity of the blood that Jesus shed for you and the reason why he shed it. I often tell brothers that I know and I minister to them, I'll ask them this simple question. What is your favorite vegetable? And some will say, you know, greens, broccoli, uh, asparagus, um, and they say different things of that nature. And after they confess what their favorite vegetable is, I say on a scale of one to 10, how much do you like it? One meaning I can't stand it. 10 meaning I like it 10. And most of the time they'll say anywhere from eight to 10. But after they say they love it and they give their number of how much they love it, I'll ask them this next question, which opens their mind up to the grace of God and the plans of God. I'll ask them this question. I'll say, can you grow that vegetable without dirt? <laughs> and they say, no, you can't. So I say, I said, you mean to tell me that you like something that comes out of dirt, that is grown by dirt or grown in the dirt, but vegetables are good for your body, nutritious wise, they're healthy for your body? Yes. And I explain to them, it's because of the dirt in your life, because of the grime in your life, the darkness in your life. As a man of God now, I'm not talking about being straight sinner, because if you're a straight sinner, the dirt in your life is not a garden to feed people. The dirt in your life is a covering to cover you and your casting. But if you are a man of God, a child of God, a believer, the dirt now only gives you the foundation and the roots now to strengthen other people. Jesus put that dirt, that spittle, on that man's eyes and told him to go wash his eyes in the pool of Siloam. That word Siloam means scent, S-E-N-T, scent. In other words, when God now connects you to the truth of the pain and the sorrow and the grind and the dirt in your life with his spittle, with his word, when he connects your past issues with his word, it gives you the ability to be sent by him or you will be sent by him. The question is, where do you think he's going to send you? He's going to send you to open somebody else's eyes because when he sends you with the truth about where you've been and what you've done, it gives you a reason for the pain of your stain, the reason for the dirt, the hurt, the harm, the failure, the almost near death of your life. It gives you the reason now to touch somebody else's life. See, this thing with salvation, brothers, it's not a church thing. It's personal. This is personal. No one can justify or judge you or tell you anything. If you're still living, if you're still here, that means God has a reason to use you. But you've got to get comfortable with connecting now to your dirt. Because until you are ministered to by the own by your own dirt of your past, you won't know how to minister to someone else who has the same problem that you used to have. Because you won't apply dirt to their situation if you can't apply it to your own. So this is 
I pray this bless you, brothers. I want it to be as simple as I can be. God loves you enough. He knows enough about you to know the end from the beginning that he saw every situation in your life. He saw every pain, every stain, every heartache, every failure. He saw all of that and decided that if I'm going to use this man to get over what he's going to go through in his life, to help other people come out of the dirt and the grime and the hole of depression in their life, I have to then create him from the same thing that he's going to minister to. And God said, let me take dust from the ground and form man. And when I give him the natural ability to cling through his life and experiences, I'm going to breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. I'm going to put my power, my spirit, my anointing through his nostrils. And when I connect my spirit to his past and to his pain, he will become a living being. Genesis 2 and 7, and God took man and formed him from the dust of the ground, breath into his nostrils, the breath of life. And then brothers, we became a living being. And if you live now with the spirit of God in you, that means that you only become anointed and understand your purpose. Listen to me. When you connect now to the dirt that God formed you from. So don't be ashamed of your struggles and your pain. Hold your head up and say, God, you can send me because my eyes understand the pain of the stains I've been through in my past, and I'm willing to let somebody else open their eyes to your grace, your sacrifice, and your love, because it's because of Jesus and his blood that your blood and my blood has purpose to help somebody else give their self to be covered by Jesus' blood. Glory to God. Father, I bless you. I thank you for the people of God, for the men of God. I thank you that they can hear this and believe and look back in the archives of their own lives and look at all the things that are low, that are grimy, that are dirty, that they think are wasted and embarrassed by. And God, I ask you, open their eyes and cause them to reconnect in your word, God, to their issues in their life so they can help somebody else clean up their issues. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, brothers, listen here. That's all I got for you right now. But if you meditate and listen to this and remember, God formed you from the ground. So you're willing and you're able and you're anointed. Listen to do groundwork. Go touch somebody's life with your past life, because it's in your past life that you will find the anointing in your future. God bless you until we talk again. Remember. God is always willing and able if you're willing and you're able. And if you're not willing and able, be honest with the Lord and tell him, Lord, help me to accept what I struggle with. Teach me to embrace my low standards of life and minister through me so no one in the future of my past, no one in the future of my life will feel the same way I feel because we don't want anybody to feel like there's no hope and purpose for them because they have made mistakes. In the name of Jesus, amen. Brothers, be blessed, be glorified, give God praise and honor because remember, all he wants you to do is be true to yourself, to God, and most of all, to you. Until we talk again, Minister DK, 